Hey everybody, happy new year and welcome to a special edition of The Business Of. I know it's been forever since we did one of these, but with the start of the new year and everything that we went through in 2020, I wanted to come on here, say hi, and give you all some inspiration to start off 2021. Just in case you don't know who I am or what this show is about, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, where I help you get your business paperwork together so you can scale with confidence. Things like registration, brand protection strategy, strategies, contracts, etc. I'm a um I help you do all of those. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. You can find everything I do, including the link to book a free 15-minute consultation for first-time clients at linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. My contact info is in the show notes as well. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a while, usually it's the audio version of NPL Legal Dish, where we learn business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. But this podcast actually started off as a way for me to interview entrepreneurs of all kinds and find the common threads of what it takes to make a successful business. So stay tuned because there's someone special I want to introduce you to. Not long after the world shut down, I was looking for someone new to maintain my lawn because my previous service had moved away. While business formation is my ministry, yard work is not. (laughs) Uh, I was checking out an online community message board for referrals and recommendations and wasn't long into my search before I found the information for a gentleman by the name of Malik Mikadu. It didn't take more than a few conversations to find out that Malik has been a serial entrepreneur from an early age. Malik is not only the owner of Organic Boy Landscaping and an artist when it comes to lawn care, but he also runs an organic juice company called Leeks Organic Blends. In this conversation, we talk about what they don't teach you about running a business in business school, why patience is a virtue, and why you don't have to be perfect to start a business. You just need passion and grit. Talk to you after the interview. All right. Thank you, Malik, for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us today. Say hi to Podcast Land. Hey, Podcast Land. What's up? All right. Um, so, Malik, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, just, you know, whatever tidbits you want us to know. What should we know about Malik? All right. So, Malik is a simple man, first of all. <laughs> I was born and raised in Maryland, um, not too far from here, actually. So, Bladensburg. Uh, so I've been in this area pretty much all my life. I'm a person that, um, uh, let's see, I'm a business-minded person. I could give you, like, the rundown of skills, you know, like, the job interview style, like, I'm hardworking and all that, but... Uh, well, um, you're going to give us your sign, you know, you like long walks on the beach? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, I'm just a guy that's simple. I like um, cars and stuff like that. Okay. I like business. You got, um, you got a nice uh, vehicle that you rolled up in today. Very, you know, I like it. Appreciate it, but... I don't really do too much, man. Like I said, simple-minded. Um, I try to make life as easy as possible. So, All right. So I uh, found you through, you know, a community message board. You do an am- amazing work in landscaping. Uh, but then I found out that you are a serial entrepreneur and you also have an organic juice company. Can you give us kind of just, uh, you know, how did you get into these two areas of industry? And why? All right, so landscaping. I've always been like the let's see how I can make some money type of person. So as a kid with business, I started off with just like the typical like selling candy in middle school and high school. Um, the common goal for that was I just wanted shoes. Like everybody just wants shoes in high school. You want to look nice. You want to have nice clothes. And 
my parents, like, we, we're good. My parents are pretty well off, but I always just had, like, this, this drive to kind of, like, get stuff on my own. I figure, like, they do enough as far as, like, taking care of the household, taking care of everything else. So, the extra stuff that I want, the least I can do is go and, like, figure out how to get it on my own. So, came up with the idea. Somebody had plugged me into, like, this wholesale spot in Capitol Heights. It's not there anymore, unfortunately, but... Uh, that's where I started getting my candy from. And I always been like social and outgoing. So once I presented to the kids in school that I was selling candy, it just started from there. And I'm like, hold on, like I can make money, like real money from this. So started there. Um, of course, when you get older, you kind of mature in things. Candy started to kind of like come to an end because you can only sell it when you were in school. And I started seeing bigger things like people with cars and people with houses and I'm like I gotta sell a lot of candy to get a car <laughs> a house so I figured um and around that time I would say this is like 2008-2009 we had moved from the apartments right across the street from my high school Bladensburg into Chevrolet where we currently live now and of course totally different atmosphere apartment you have to worry about less but in a house you see like people with like yards and flowers actual gardens i started to notice that people's yards were like trash like i went to upper marlboro and saw some cool houses they had like the edging lines in their yard and everything and i came back home and like i said the yards were garbage so somehow i don't know how i made the connection that early on but i figured like him there's somebody doing this they're getting paid to do it landscaping was always a thing where it's considered a chore. Not a lot of people like to get dirty or sweat. So they pay people for it. And told my dad, I'm like, look, man, I'm, I don't know where to get this stuff from, but I want to do this. So he pulled it together, bought me my first lawnmower. Um, I bought the rest of the stuff and then it started from there. Okay. But where did you learn your landscaping skills? Because I tried to do my lawn one time and my neighbor came and stopped me because I was brutalizing my lawn. So where did you learn how to do... Because you do an amazing job. Like, it's very, you know, skillfully done, neat. Yes. All right, yeah. I started out with some shit. I was some <laughs> shit at first. So I didn't know exactly what I was doing. I was patching up yards. Just I was horrible. But I started doing research on YouTube and just watching other people that were good work. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is how you do it. And I just started asking, like... How did you get this to look like that? And people started sharing it. And the more and more I practiced, the more and more I knew certain tools that I needed. So I didn't know I needed an edger in order to get the lines crisp. Like the border is like a little shape up for yard. But I didn't know you had to do that. Or I didn't know that people were using leaf blowers to make it clean. When I first started out, I was just sweeping up grass with a broom. And of course, it wasn't as clean as a leaf blower. So it just came from trial and error, practice, and asking people and I went from being shitty to actually being decent and I went from being decent to just growing just continue to continuing to grow okay so then when did the organic juice come into play I got out of shape so <laughs> <laughs> along with um just that whole story of high school and all that I played basketball from honestly the time I can remember up until I would say my senior year, freshman year of college. So I always played ball. I was always like athletic. I had a football build just from maybe just genetics, but 
I always worked out, so I was always in shape. And I went through a period of time, I would say, after, from like my last year of college, um, maybe to like a couple, maybe like two years after that, I just wasn't on balance. So I graduated from college in 2017. So I would say 2017, 18, like, I just stopped really working out like that. I had fell into the sweet tooth and I don't know, like I just didn't keep up with myself like I used to keep up with myself. And it started to show like clothes were fitting differently. The confidence was a lot different. Like I really wasn't as confident because you you feel how you look. And if you feel like you look bad, or you see yourself looking not where you're used to being, it translates over into all aspects of life. So I just lost it. Like I was in a relationship that I'm not gonna say it was a bad relationship, but it did put me through some stuff and I lost my balance even more there. So on the turn of kind of getting myself back to where I felt like I needed to be, I was just experimenting with a bunch of stuff. Like I started out trying to fast hard, it was super hard. I'd um, tried just all this other stuff like workout stuff and I thought like, why don't I just get back to just the basics? So through research I found juicing and the business part started on just me doing it on my own. Some juices were nasty, so I was trying to figure out ways to make it tolerable for me. And from then, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Then I started letting friends and family taste it, and they're like, yo, you should start a business. And I'm like, all right, y'all said it. So I put the brand together within maybe like three days I had the Instagram page, a website, LLC, um, all of that stuff formulated. And I just shot from there, huh? just been working nice what would you say is the best part about being an entrepreneur by the way i love your story like both of them bring you to, uh you know to the landscaping and the juicing it's really dope but um what would you say is the best part of this because you you started these to make money yeah. what do you like about being an entrepreneur um you get to live life on your own terms that's what i would say that's the most important part to me so of course you went through like working the nine to five and stuff like that me i had my first nine to five in 2018 and i absolutely hated it but other little jobs that i had they kind of led me up to me pushing myself to make my businesses to where i wouldn't have to really rely on a job because i hated that like i hated um having to be somewhere at a certain time and having to stay there or you get fired from the only place that could pay you to keep your bills down. Like, I just hated that whole little thing. And of course, like, we're not always where we want to be when we want to be there. I still have a lot of growing to do, but that's what I like the most about it. You determine how much you make when you want to make it. It depends on how much work you put in. And being an entrepreneur isn't for everybody. But for me, I've always had to work hard for a lot of the stuff that I've gotten because it's been me, like I said early on with my parents, I never really depended on them to get me the stuff that I wanted. I figured I can do it on my own. And I've been like that. So that's what I like, man, just being able to do things on your own terms. You determine how much you make, you determine when you wanna work. You don't have to worry about um, somebody else controlling your brand. All that stuff is just you, just the complete control of your life your outcome your income all that stuff like that's what i like the most about entrepreneurship okay and what would you say is the most challenging part of being an entrepreneur um the most challenging part 
I would say managing the slow times in business. So just like there are times where you're absolutely booming, like everything is going well, you're going to have times in business where things might not be as booming as they normally would be. And sometimes that could take a toll on your mental, especially if you're used to just getting it. Like you're going from getting it to figuring out, like you might have one client here, two clients here. You might have a whole season where it's down and you just got to make things stretch. And I don't know if this is in your plans to talk about, but you're really good with money. Like being an entrepreneur, you have to really, really learn how to save and manage your money because of that. Like you're not always going to be up. You're going to be times where you have to make that money stretch. And if you blow your money while you were up, you're going to be shit out of luck when you're down. So just managing that, I feel like is maybe one of the toughest things about being an entrepreneur, but that's all on discipline though. The more disciplined you are, of course, the better things will be. Okay. Um, well, that's a, I think that's important for people to know because it's like, it's easy when we you look on social media and stuff and you'll see other entrepreneurs and they're like, oh, you know, I mean, I don't know, $5,000 in three hours or whatever. And you feel like you should be doing that constantly. But there, yeah, it is an ebb and a flow. It's not always going to be you know high tide um but you you didn't just start your businesses you actually went to school for business as well yeah and i might get shot for this but i was just telling my brother this when i left the house he plays basketball and he's actually in college now the things that i'm going through now as far as like real life business i didn't didn't come from anything i learned in college so what do you what do you think people need to know that they're not preparing you for in business school in business school i mean maybe it could have something to do with the the teaching and maybe the school that you're going through but i feel like college in general prepares people to be an employee so if you already have an entrepreneurship mind of course you might learn things like accounting and you might learn how to be a better writer of course that comes in handy when it comes to presenting yourself on paper as a business and just in general but it prepares you mostly to get, I mean, get a job and kind of like fall in line when you graduate. I've always heard that, especially in high school, you need to go to school, get a good job. I mean, go to school so you can get a good job and just be out here. But if you're not a person that's meant to be in that type of structure and you are a go-getter, I don't feel like you need college. Okay. It's all in what you make, so... Yeah, I I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't think higher education is for everybody. I think that there are some people who would do just as well in like a trade school or something mm-hmm. or starting their own business. But if there's one thing that you can say that business school taught you, did it did it teach you anything? Um, I feel like it taught me the importance of networking. Okay. So one thing, the main thing I could say I got from college is you make lifelong friends in college and you connect with essentially the next generation of millionaires and successful people. So in college, that friend that you might have had to study with to pass this one class or the kid that you were in a group with and maybe statistics or accounting, once you graduate, if y'all were cool, you might run into that person or people outside in the real world. And everybody has their own little separate things going on. You might have a business, they might have businesses, or you might have businesses. 
you might work somewhere and they might even work somewhere and it's like those connections that you keep on to they can help put more money in your pocket or it can be the missing link to stuff that you essentially need to build yourself so case in point um I literally just bought the BMW that I just bought because I plan on hopping on YouTube and becoming like a content creator. And I've always liked cars, but once I really noticed that you can monetize and build a brand off of that, I was interested. One of my homies that I went to college with, I actually went to middle or elementary school through college with this same kid. And he actually sold candy with me back then. And we have been cool. Like, I'm not going to say we're close, close, but that's like my man's. Like, I could call him right now and we'll have the deepest of deepest talks. This man's a photographer. So me, my photography feels, I mean, skills suck. I'm photogenic, but it just sucks. Like, the whole taking pictures, the editing, that's not my feel. But he's excellent at it. So me knowing this guy for this long and everything coming full circle for me, if I wasn't cool with him, I wouldn't have an arm's reach of photographer that I need. You know, so that's a, a one thing like people that you meet in college or just in life in general can be a missing piece to what you need. It can be they can be a, a opportunity to get you further or put you in a position rather to get you further. They could put money in your pocket. You could do something and through somebody that, you know, might they might know somebody else that needs your skill set or your business or what you can offer to the marketplace. And because you know these people, you will never, like, be without an opportunity. So I feel like that's what college taught me, just the importance of networking and not being afraid to talk to people you don't know. Because you already know people, especially in a new environment, most people, if they don't know somebody, they're not going to talk to them. They're like, all right, I'm going to do what I got to do and just... They're going to be like, all right, I'm going to do what I got to do and just roll out, but... If you just take the time to just talk to somebody, introduce yourself to that person, find a way to just like fit in and relate to everybody, it can help you. It really can. Not just in school or business, but just in life. Like you never know. So that's it. Okay. And what would you say is the most essential thing that people need to know when they're running their business that they don't teach you in business school? Um, I would say the patience aspect. Um, what didn't I learn in business school? Or what didn't they teach me about that? Um, I feel like sometimes they could teach you to overcomplicate stuff. Like, of course, there are particulars to business, but literally everything is simple. It's simple. You go wrong by making things more difficult than they have to be. So I feel like that's one thing that they don't teach you. Like, you don't need to go through a million and one steps to get something done. It could just be something as simple as making a product, slapping the label on it, putting it out there to the consumer. Because it's like if they, if ultimately, if your stuff is good, they're going to buy it once they figure out about it. You don't have to go through X, Y, Z. It takes way more time than it honestly has to take. Okay. I like that you're bringing that up because I like to say on my show, on my live show that, you know, there's plenty of people that don't want to go to business school or law school or anything, but there's tons of people who want to be in business and you don't necessarily need that piece of paper to be able to run 
a successful business. Like you're running two successful businesses. All like anybody who's listening, if you follow Supercent or you know Jessica Dupart, they like. I like Super. Super's I cool. I love Super, but you know, like they came up from nothing, and they're you know they're running these huge empires, and not because they have these big degrees, but because they understand their market and they they know how to engage with their audience, and they have that staying power. They've been right. building their audience for years. I agree. Um, So, Um, so with your two expanding empires, your landscaping and your organic juice, what are your plans for these two, uh, for these two branches of your business? So, of course, the plan is to grow, elevate. But honestly, lately, I've been looking at just new avenues to kind of push things through. So, landscaping is pretty self-explanatory you hire people and you just let it get it to a point to where not necessarily it runs itself but you get it to a point to where it's able to grow without you really having to do a lot or put a lot into it like as if you would have to in the starting stages but juice I don't know if you know about this place called um, Playables. I could be saying it wrong. Playables? Yeah. I love them! College Park. That's one of my favorite places to go. Yeah. So along with juice i noticed they sell juice in there as well yeah some of the same juices i sell but i like the bowl so much i'm like my juice brand is cool but i kind of want to add to it so another big goal for that is i want to open like kind of like a black version of that like a oh. black owned version of that and just put I my stuff in there i will be ready and waiting with my money i love but like oh they're so good yeah. <laughs> they seem healthy, but they're terrible for you. <laughs> Yo, they're hella sweet, but it's like, I feel like that's a health. If you do have a sweet tooth, that's a healthier option than just getting something bar. like, yeah, candy bar, like ice cream. Right. At least there's some type of healthiness in there. You know, you can dig it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, okay. How would you say being an entrepreneur has helped you in your personal life? Has, you know, has running these businesses, you know, helped you? You know, with your relationship with people, with how you manage your life, what would you say? How has it, you know, affected? How has one affected the other? Um, I would say they kind of go hand in hand a little bit because with my business, I treat my clients like family, like family, friends. It's not just like a business thing. Like I come to you, provide a service and then I'm out. Like a lot of my clients ultimately become my friends. So outside of business, like you, for example, I met you through the next door thing and we talk a lot so that's what what it is like it affects it because um i know that i'll never be without as long as i provide a good service and on the personal side you get to meet so many cool people like you meet lawyers you meet stoners that just so happen to have money you meet all types of things like i met a stripper a couple times like a couple (laughs) strippers and Look, these strippers are bringing in money, all right? <laughs> exactly, and it's like, you would never think you'll meet these people through doing whatever you do, but just the people you come in contact with, it amazes me to this day, like, some of the crazy stories I have from, like, people that I've met or, like, situations I've been in through people that i met from business and vice versa, like, I don't know, it's a cool thing. Okay. Um. What is, what, what do you celebrate as your biggest accomplishment in running your businesses um being able to buy what i want okay within reason <laughs> <laughs> but on side of that 
just the freedom, like I mentioned earlier, like I'm able to do things. So this is an off season for me for landscaping, but I don't have to worry about how I'm going to get to this next bill or how I'm going to pay for this. Like just the, I look back at kind of like how I've learned to be disciplined with things. Um, and a lot of that discipline you learn from, of course, trial and error within running a business. But I look at just the milestones, how the business has grown, the personal feats, like I said, being able to uh, live your life on your own terms. Those are accomplishments for me. Of course, like I said, we're working on growing. Elevation is always the goal, but just that's still big because a lot of people can't do that. Like There are a lot of people that, and I'm not down at anybody by any means, but there are people that they depend on one source of income. And nowadays with things being the way they are, it's very important to have more than one uh, source of income. Because with Corona, like once your job goes, you either have to depend on unemployment or you just out of luck. Right. So I'm grateful for it, but it's like it's, I celebrate that and champion that because it's like, wow, it didn't have to be like that. Exactly. Um, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned in being a business owner? Save your money. <laughs> save your money. Say was it was it Lil Dicky? Does Lil Dicky have a song Save That Money? He does. I don't even listen to that. No, Lil Dicky has a song called Save That Money. Yeah, I that, love it. That name a little wild if you ask me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put a snippet in the episode or something. Um, all right. And our final question is, uh, what advice do you have for somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur and, you know, maybe they don't know yet what their niche is or they just know that they, they don't want to work for somebody else? Um, advice that I would give is if you're good at something, um, pay attention to it and find a way to monetize it. Like, and it doesn't even have to come from something that you're good at. It could be something that you're passionate about, something you want to get into. You can always learn and perfect the skill, but especially if you're good at something, pay attention to it and pay attention to how you feel about it. Because if you're passionate about it already, it doesn't feel like a job. So when you throw a price on it, it's kind of like a win-win. You're doing something you love and also you're getting paid what you want to get paid for it. So pay attention to that. Um, also know that and building a business is not going to happen overnight. Like you're not going to just put something out there and it's going to take off. It's going to take you reaching out to people. It's going to take you building your brand. It could take, it could take a month, a year, two years, three years in order for things to take off. So don't get depressed when things don't immediately work out the way you want them to work out. If it's something you really want to do and something you're passionate about, Everything will come together like the universe will make sure it happens as long as you're taking the necessary steps on your side to make sure things are done and things will work out. But just be patient. Thank you so much. Those are great words of wisdom. So anybody listening out there, if you're like, I don't know what I want to do yet, you know, listen to Mr. Malik here. You know, he is proof that putting in the work, it, it you know, it matters. Um, so I want to thank you for talking to us today. Uh, where can people find you? Where they can, can they reach you if they need your landscaping services or organic juice services? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm not really on Instagram as much as I should be. And that's the only social app that I have. So if you want to do juice is Leeks Organic Blends, L-E-E-K-S, Organic Blends. Um, 
organic boy landscaping for the organic lawn, lawn care needs. Or you could just uh, ask her for my number or whatever, and we could work something <laughs> out. But Don't come ask me for nobody's number. I, I, I will not be giving that out. But yeah. I will definitely put your uh, Instagram handles in the show notes so that people can reach out to you. Uh, please remember that he is... Uh, and he services the DMV area, meaning D.C., Maryland, Virginia. I would just say D.C. and Maryland. Okay. Virginia is out the way, but okay. depending on what y'all need in Virginia, I could make something work. All right. Okay. So say goodbye to podcast land. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. If you're in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area and would like to connect with Malik for lawn care or to order his delicious organic juice blends, I know they're good because I'm a customer. Uh, His contact info is in the show notes. Now, if you have a dream business that you want to make into a reality, let's book a 15-minute consultation to see how we can get you there. You can find all this and more at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. All of my contact information is located in the show notes as well. Uh, I don't know the next time I'll be doing an interview, but rest assured, NPL Legal Dish will definitely be posted Monday night. Remember, you can join me live on Facebook and Instagram Monday through Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you are following me on those platforms. Go be great.